Okay, so hi everyone, I'm Charlotte, I'm 26 years old, I'm originally from Hull and moved to West Yorkshire about four years ago now. So my background is in marketing, I've studied marketing all through uni, um, all the way up to master's level and the level six diploma with the Chartered Institute of Marketing, which I'm also an associate member of. Um, Day job is a digital and e-commerce analyst for a, a national organisation in the public sector. And then on the side hustle, I like to do freelance digital marketing, covering um, website and marketing audits, digital strategies and reporting and analysis, giving them really nice visual dashboards so you can see how we against KPIs. Um, other interests about me, I'm very much into um, my music. I like going to gigs when I'm allowed to go to gigs. And um, recently started sewing again, which is was a passion of mine growing up. And yeah, just getting on with COVID life. <laughs> yeah. I know that's that's the big thing now, isn't it? I think that's like a, a starting topic for most people is is how their life's been affected by um obviously COVID. How are you how have you found COVID? How have you found like being in lockdown, getting slowly getting to a point now where it's not getting back to normal, but we're getting out of a lockdown, but possibly going back into lockdown because you're in West Yorkshire, aren't you? So does that mean you went back into a full lockdown? Yeah, so it's not gone into a full lockdown. We're just in local. Um, what that means for us at the minute is we can't go to anybody's houses or have anyone round, whether it's in the house or the garden. Um, and it's just strongly advised against meeting with other households outside um, anywhere. So it, I've not really gone out, to be honest. I just sort of <laughs> the rule. Uh, but, yeah, it's not been too bad for me. I've been um, been working from home since the 17th of March. So I've really, um, really adapted to it quite well, to be honest. And not only has it made my productivity better in the day job, it's also helped me um, figure out how to work properly when I'm doing my freelance stuff on an evening and a weekend because I can then really separate things out and sort of yeah. get into my own little zone. Uh, the only difficult thing for me has been been away from my family. Um, obviously, they've been so far away, I've not been able to, to see them as much. Yeah, I know. I know that feeling and the whole um, like working from home now is now become like the biggest thing possible. And I'm I'm similar to the fact that my life has changed a lot, but at the same time, it hasn't because I'm not. I say this even weirdly, but I'm not a sociable person to a point. Like I, I'm happy to stay indoors and like just work through and spend time with my family and stuff. Um, and obviously with my puff being with my partner, so yeah, that staying at home thing. It's weird, but at the same time, I'm, I don't want to say I'm used to it because that makes me sound like a boring person. Um, but yeah, at the same time, so how are you How are you finding working from home to being in an office? Are you preferring it? What sort of, is there any advice you can give to people who are still having to go through that at this point? I think it's a mixed bag, really. Like Part of me really enjoys it to the point where I can just crack on and get stuff done when I've got a big to-do list. I'm not getting distracted by people coming <laughs> to the desk and, and chatting away or getting pulled away from other things into ex extra meetings and what I've already got on. Um, I think my biggest piece of advice for working from home is make sure you plan ahead. So, I, I mean, I do this religiously in the office every, every ugh, get wise up. <laughs> anyway, so I religiously have 30 minutes set in my calendar on a Friday afternoon where I will write my plan for the following week so that when I start work on a Monday, I've got a full to-do list to do. Yeah. So I know exactly what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the week. And I think that, gives a bit of structure as well because obviously when you're working at home it's it's a little bit different in the sense that if you need the toilet you've just got to get up and go or if you can just go make a coffee whenever you want a coffee 
um, where you don't tend to do that much in the office. I don't anywhere. Yeah. I don't really get up from my desk. I know you meant to. Um, yeah, just making sure you're getting into a routine of doing those things and breaking away from it as well at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I think the routine changes a lot. Um, I suppose it's it depends obviously what your employees like, but there's a lot more freedom in it as well because I'm a I'm not a morning person at all, so I don't I don't set any meetings or anything before sort of like ten eleven o'clock. Um, but I get a lot more done because of that because my sort of like high hours, high points of life are in the afternoon, in the evening. Um, because I'm one of them people who I hate the saying that the people who get up at 6 a.m. win in life. I don't agree with that at all. Because every person I know who gets up at 5, 6 a.m., they're also in bed at 7, 8 p.m. And it's like that's the big crossover. Whereas I get up at I, I get up at 9, 10 o'clock. So I can go until that time in the evening. Um so yeah, routine is a is definitely a massive thing. Um Obviously, you mentioned marketing, and clearly, you've got a big passion for marketing. Where did that Where did that really start from? Because how long How long did you, would you say you've been in the industry for? So, I've been working in the industry since two thousand and fourteen. Um, so quite a while now. So originally, um, when I was at school, I wanted to do fashion and textiles, and then I got to my A level, and I needed to fill one more slot to do my four A levels. And the only thing that didn't clash with anything else was business. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do business. I'll need it later on in life, probably. And <laughs> anyway, from there, I really enjoyed it. And um, throughout my A levels, and decided to to do it at Hull Uni, just straight business on its own. And the good thing about the Hull Uni course was, in the first year, you do little bits of different areas. So you do some accounting and finance, some marketing, and um, yeah. organisational behaviour, things like that. So you really get a feel for what you want to do. And my passion fell straight into into marketing. So then I just progressed it from there. Um, ended up graduating in 2015 with a 2-1 in marketing and then just Absolutely. working from that and then going on and learning further because I'm a bit of a geek and I just I like to constantly <laughs> doing things <laughs> no I know that I'm a I'm a big geek obviously when it comes to marketing and social media um and it's not when I talk about it, a lot of people don't understand it um but it's one thing I've got a big passion for so see you've been here since 2014 which I'm pretty much the same thing. So obviously you know how much how much things have changed in like the marketing world. Um because obviously a lot of people go back and like when you think about even maybe not quite six years ago, but a little bit more, like things like Instagram were only just coming out. Facebook was not was the biggest thing around. There was no Twitter, there was no Snapchat, there wasn't any of these. What what would you say has been sort of like the biggest change in the last couple of years when it comes to sort of marketing and social media? Um, I think it's the way budgets have been spent. Um, obviously a lot more budget now is going into to paid um, advertising, whether that be through Google or whether it be on the different social channels. Definitely there's been a shift that direction, maybe more from offline marketing to yeah. online social. Do you talk about, because it's something that I do myself, do you ever see somebody doing a piece of marketing and ever really like question and go, why are they spending their money on that? Because it's not going to work. And I, I do it all the time. My biggest one recently is when we've driven anywhere and you go past the lorries on the side of the motorway and you know a company has spent like hundreds of pounds on it and it's like half cut up and you're thinking you're driving at 70 miles an hour. There's no way you can read that number, read what it does and everything like that. But is there is that something you do as well? Because I know I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to it. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. But then on the, the flip side as well, if you, you see some of the like the trade vans that are driving around, especially me, I live quite close to the M62, so we get quite a lot of traffic past. 
and some of the designs on the on the vans are really like memorable and mm. they do make you relate back so i think it's hit and miss with them um, sort of roadside <laughs> advertising definitely um but in terms of any bad examples examples i've seen we get a like a local um, directory through every quarter which is got yeah. some advertisements in and I know they're trying to get business, but some of the bad advertisements are absolutely awful. <laughs> and yeah. it's just because I think they've put something together without speaking to somebody first. Um, so it's either got a ton of information on that you can't actually consume and find what you need, or it's too bland. Yeah. So I think a lot of small businesses, they think that marketing's really expensive to do, so they try and do it themselves. Um, and it can, sometimes it works well, sometimes it can end up going backwards. Yeah, I agree with that one of the fact that everyone thinks it's really expensive and a lot of people are, are stuck in the way, especially sort of like the older generation. Because um, I get the same thing through, I think it's every month we get like a little magazine, it's about this big, um, it's like an A5 size, it's got all these advertisements in it and they're all dotted around and like there's five pages that have got like gardening work on and they're all sort of like black and white and they're all just my name is this and it's my name at gmail.com and it's a simple phone number and i think that that's one piece of advice i'd give anybody is is just getting the advice for social media marketing can make a massive difference because yeah you see it see a lot of time going back to advertisement there was a big one the other day in just outside where i'm in beverly and it was a mobile number but the email address was his name at gmail.com and I'm, I'm, I'm like, you can get an email address for a couple of pounds a month. So that's one piece of advice I'd get is, is get that advice. It's sometimes it will cost a little bit, but often you can get it for free. And it is places like these podcasts, YouTube. You can just Google search things, and it may like it's like that advertisement book. There, they're all black and white, but there was one that was green, and it had like this nice little purple border around it, and it stood out on the page. And that's the one that we are picking because of that. Um, but yeah, I know that's a big big mistake that people make um when it comes to marketing so yeah um so i'm just thinking the best way to go go from here now um so obviously when it comes to marketing and being freelance because obviously freelance is quite a big thing now that more people are trying it and obviously i know you said this is the word side hustle which i absolutely love um because i'm a big fan of having sort of like multiple streams of income as such what would you what made you go into freelance and what's the sort of advice you would give somebody for that? So my reason for going into freelance, I've done little bits of um, ad hoc work here and there when people have asked for it. But my previous job was a digital marketing manager at Poundworld, um, their wholesale and B2B side. And when that company started to, to go under, I thought I needed to just get out of it. So I, I did and I, I shifted into... Um, this analyst role, which I really enjoy because I, I like my numbers. I like making pretty dashboards. Um, <laughs> but over time, I've been there three and a half years now, and I really felt like I'm getting detached from the digital marketing strategy, yeah. um, the campaign side of things. And I don't ever want to lose that because like, my career goals are sort of to get back into digital marketing management um, yeah. and obviously work my way up from there. So the only way that I could think of that I could get that experience built up again without changing jobs would be to to freelance on the side and get a couple of clients under my belt. So then I've still got work to show as an example, but I'm still having the stability of a 
a full-time paid job as well. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because I know that's a big thing for when it comes to freelance is is some people do it for the enjoyment of having that sort of like extra thing to do. But then it is also like a bit of a safety net as well for some people because it's so everything so hit and miss, especially with coronavirus, that um, for some people, freelance is the best option because they've got that freedom. And other people, the big thing in life is that obviously university is the right route and then getting a job's the right route. But as we found out recently, I think don't think that having a job is always the best route either because at a click of the fingers, everything can go wrong. So you've you've lined yourself up well there um, of having sort of both routes. And that's why I go back to sort of like the, the multiple streams of income, such as always a good, there's always a good option um, to obviously have there. Um, sorry, bear with me two sets. I just need to move how I'm sat. Because I'm actually sat on the floor. Because <laughs> there's no like, I have to get the perfect line. Um, yeah. Right. That, that's the upside of not doing it live because I like to edit and change things. Yeah. Um, I had to sit on the floor because of the lighting and like everywhere else with like moving rooms around and stuff. So where I'd normally do it is completely ruined. And I was like, oh my God, where am I going to do it? So that's why I'm going to sit on the floor. Um, yeah, so I think about it. So obviously on the on the freelance route and going through university and stuff, because I'm I get asked a lot. So I never, me personally, I've never I never went to university. Um but that was from life lessons and the way my life panned out as such from going to college and getting a job and having to leave that job because of sort of like mental health and medical reasons to then just sort of like making a jump into the freelance world. Um, what would you say when somebody is, what made you choose uni over trying to go into the world straight away out of interest? Um, to be honest, it's the only way I knew. When I was at, at sixth form, um, it was all uni, uni, uni. It wasn't wasn't really about, about apprenticeships and things like that then, because yeah. it wasn't really a big thing. Um, so it was. It just seemed like the the norm for me to go down that route. And I nearly didn't go to uni actually. So two weeks before I was due to start, I was gonna just get a job. Didn't know what in. I was just gonna work and save money. Yeah. Um, but I actually found out I got a scholarship with the University of Hull, so I ended up not paying any tuition fees. So that's <laughs> the only reason why I went to uni. Um, I mean, I made the most of it. I, I did what I could um, study-wise. I stayed at home. Um, I worked three jobs around around uni as well. So I, I definitely, like, I, I feel like I worked hard towards where I've got. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think today university degrees are everything because if you've got a degree but no experience and somebody's come through an apprenticeship, you're going to be going through through that route. And to be yeah. honest, so many things now are, are self-taught. There's so many different YouTube videos and um, like Udemy courses, things like that. There's so many different routes into into this sort of sector. Yeah, I I think that's with everything now, isn't it? Because like I've um I've taken on staff recently, and I know that when it came to the CV and stuff, I didn't really pay attention to the CV because it's just words, and like the hot the whole way through. Obviously, you can been to uni, that's great, okay. But then even when it comes down to the experiences, when it's written on a CV, it's a bit like okay, yeah, fair enough, that's great, that's great. And then like when you get to the life skills bit and your your, your hobbies and stuff of a CV, I never understand, but. That's the big thing for me is that when I've taken somebody on and other people do, it comes down to just how you are as a person. Sometimes it does come down to experience and it depends on the applicants you've got. 
but I was, when I when I took something down, I was in the lucky stage that I had time to go for each person and sort of have a look and see what. But I ignored their CV, and it was down to how we had a chat like this. Because um, yeah, universities is is one thing that I know it's such a hard decision to make for every single person who has to make that decision. Um, but I know the big part is down to what sort of you what you want to be into. It's like you said there with the industry we're in. We don't we don't have to go to university because there's so much there's literally so much out there i still learn every day new stuff about digital marketing um and i know a lot what you probably do at uni as well depending on what subject you want to get into but i know social media a lot of it can be outdated because i did when i did a college course i did social media and we're talking back in i think about 2017 2006 2016 2017 and we were doing all this learning and stuff and instagram wasn't even part of it and you're thinking, okay, Instagram's now one of the biggest things as we're doing this course. Um, and they were talking about MySpace and stuff, and you're thinking, okay, MySpace went like nearly 10 years ago now, let, let's keep up to date and fresh. So that's the one thing that I would always recommend to people is that if you are going to uni and doing something like digital marketing, is also spend that time getting experience because there is enough, there's loads of agency out there, agencies out there, sorry, who will give you the experience and give you time. You might have to do some of it for free, don't get me wrong. All the other option is finding that bit of freelance work and starting off from nothing because that's why i did i had my first 10 clients and didn't charge a penny and now we're in the flip side and i can charge whatever i want to um to a point obviously <laughs> um so obviously you've been you've been through uni everything is there a is there a mistake or anything that you think you've you've made but you've learned from because obviously everybody makes mistakes but is there one that you think you've made but is actually become one of the better points in life that you've learned from. Um, I, th I think my whole my whole journey and my career has been a mistake that's led to something good, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so when I applied to uni, I applied for a four-year um, professional industry course. Um, yeah. uh, it mean a year out between my second and third year to to go into industry. And I know I didn't work hard enough at applying to enough placements. Don't get me wrong, I applied to about 50, 50 or so, maybe a little bit more, but I was very much a home bird. I didn't want to leave Hull. <laughs> um, and that really restricted me because obviously the market in Hull is a lot smaller than outside, even yeah. if I'd have come up to Leeds, there'd have been a, a hell of a lot more. <laughs> um, and I went for a few interviews and the, believe it or not, with them being industry placements, I got told that I didn't have enough experience for them. Don't right. know how that works, but it happened. <laughs> So I sort of then took to the stance that, fine, I'm not going to do a placement. I'm just going to graduate. I'm just going to work um, and finish a year earlier than I thought well, was expecting to. Yeah. So that on my part was me not applying for enough placement <laughs> and not wanting to leave home. Um, in the end, obviously, I graduated. It, it turned out quite well because I've, I've looked for part-time jobs in marketing for that final year and I've managed to pick up a PR role and a social media manager role. So I got some experience and then managed to get a graduate scheme at Victoria Plum. And I sort of put all my eggs into one basket then. Thought, right, sorted, graduate scheme. Here I go, there's this is my career off to a flyer. Um, three months in, made redundant from that particular graduate scheme. And at that point, I was thinking, oh my God, I've just graduated lost my job I've just bought a brand new car literally <laughs> I got a phone call to say my brand new car was ready at lunchtime I was pulled into the office about two o'clock in the afternoon saying I'd lost my job 
I went, to go, went to go pick my car up. I was like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> but I'm in a brand new car. It's all good. <laughs> and then I didn't rush back into look. Well, I rushed back into looking for work, but I didn't rush in what I was finding. So I went to the job centre. Um, I got told to dumb my CV down to go back to work in a shop or in a bar. And I was like, nah, not happening. <laughs> graduated uni, done all yeah. try and get experience. And I was out of work for about three weeks. And again, it probably would have been sooner if I'd have thought earlier on about opening up to West Yorkshire <laughs> and maybe a little bit <laughs> Um about the second week in, when I were looking and there wasn't really that much on offer, that's when I started to sort of expand my search a little bit further and I managed to to get in at, at Poundworld. I sort of went for that interview. Um, I got a phone call when I was driving back home saying, well, offering me the job. So started the Monday after. <laughs> <laughs> so that was That was really good. But again, it's just that not being scared, not having that fear of, trying to look further further away than you're comfortable of um, and in that job sector. But, yeah, just things from that. It's just continuous. Um, I was obviously commuting for, for nine months between Hull and Normanton, which was absolutely tiring um, but worth it. And then after a month at uh, Poundworld, I was still in my probation period, so still at risk of redundancy. And then I unfortunately had a stroke. So... And that was at work as well. So it meant I was in um, Pinderfield Hospital in Wakefield and away from my family. I had my mum and dad driving up every day to see me. Um, and I thought, oh, God, I'm, I'm not allowed to drive for a month. I'm going to be recovering for however long. I'm, I'm going to lose my job again because I'm still in probation. And luckily for me, I, I sort of sort of pushed through and managed to sort of work from home. The company were really yeah. good at the time in, in helping me sort of get back to normal. But that whole time I could have just sort of knocked it on the head and got myself really down about it. And it's imp- important not to, I know times can be like really hard and my mental mental well-being is not great um, now or ever has been, to be honest. But it's really important to pick yourself back up from when them things happen. Otherwise you just sort of stay down there. And yeah. then it's the rest has sort of just been like history really. I've, obviously I've, got promoted at Poundwell to marketing manager after about six months of me being there, um, which was good. It, it Then to me, it felt like, well, I've had a month having to work from home. I've been been ill, but obviously my work and my abilities have been able to help me get that promotion. It's just yeah. sort of thinking of those good things and thinking of that feedback and pushing yourself through the barriers. Yeah. Definitely, that's a lot that you've been through. Then that sort of get get to this point, and I know that right back from so you went right back from the start. There, obviously making making mistakes is something that everybody makes, and it's it's learning from their mistakes because I I think if you if you don't make mistakes, you probably live quite like a, a sheltered life. I don't want to use the word boring, but if you're not making mistakes, you're not taking risks, and you're not learning from it. Because I know that it's probably similar to you. The the biggest things that I've learned in life, and that to get me to this point. Are made up of loads of little mistakes um people make bigger mistakes people make little mistakes and obviously that's a lot to go through and the fact you've been through having a stroke at how old were you when you had that 22 22 so very 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 young and obviously being able to still get past that and get through shows that because i know a lot of people especially of what's going on right now because of how many people are in lockdown are sheltered can't see any friends and family 
how that's taken a massive effect on everybody's mental health and well-being. Um, so knowing that there is support out there is obviously quite a big, quite a big thing. Because um, obviously that's what the podcast is about. It's about getting people who have got stories to tell and to show people that there's other people who are going through things at the moment and there are people out there who can support you. I don't, I never compare people because I don't like, I never, that never like the comparison things. I've had it people, people have said to me before, go, oh, well, that person's worse off than you. That person's, and I, I never like that because everybody, everybody deals with stuff a lot differently. Um, two people could have the exact same issue, but how one deals with it and their support network could be completely different to the next. Um, but yeah, so obviously going through, going through that as such, obviously 22 is, it must have been really tough and and moving forward with that how did it our interest how did it sort of like affect your family life and and that circle that you had in your support network um it certainly taught me who my true friends were like the ones that actually got in touch and uh kept checking in things like that um some of them some of them didn't which is fair enough it, it happens but i think it brought um my family closer together as well yeah uh, which was nice. My parents separated when I was um, about f- five years old and then on and off until I was about 14. And for them two to be travelling down to Wakefield every day, sitting in, in the car for two hours, <laughs> tolerating each other, um, it yeah. was really nice. And it sort of brought them back together in a sort of civil way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was just nice. I think it makes my, my dad a little bit more afraid of, of life things now if I'm pushing myself too hard or getting stressed out. Yeah. going out on a weekend and having a little bit too much to drink it's like oh what if this happened but <laughs> definitely um i think it's definitely helps sort of my family come together yeah. i was close to my family anyway i always have been but yeah that i think it give a few people a scare <laughs> yeah definitely sounds like so obviously with 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 that being stressed stress related how do you do you have sort of like coping coping ways now and how do you deal with stress now to make sure that it doesn't come too much because of I my way but I even know that my ways don't always work um so yeah so have you got sort of ways that you can cope with stress now a little bit better yeah so t- to be honest the stress wasn't really the cause of it it was um actually the contraceptive pill that caused the cause of stroke unfortunately gosh um, but yeah, what the doctors had said to me was that if you get yourself too worked up, it could still affect it, even though I'm on yeah. medication. So I think for me, I'm my own worst enemy because I'll give all this advice of how to, to never take it myself. Um, but for me, it's, it's having that support network and yeah. picking your phone up and, and texting your, your friends or family or a phone call. Uh, but then I also like to keep myself busy. As I mentioned, I've, I've always been busy. I've always worked and studied. So that's why I did my master's to to sort of help my mental health and also my career. And then I did my CIM because it was getting close to the end of the master's. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do to keep busy? So now I've turned to more creative um, side yeah. of things. I've got to do the freelance stuff. Uh, I also like to journal. Uh, so I literally journal every day um just about life which is really nice to sort of get all your thoughts and feelings out whether it's good or, yeah. or bad um i still blog every now and again I've run a blog since 2014 and i've also got the sewing machine back out to to try and um get my creativity out in in textiles yeah. which is something that I've, I've missed for a very long time yeah that's 
the the creative side of no is one thing that helps a lot of people um and a lot of people think they're not creative or that they can't find this creative route um it's like for me i always make sure that i've got a website design to do um it's often a client in my, my own thing but it means it's, it's escape from escape from everything where i can just sit back and everybody has their different ways but i know finding that thing helps a lot of people because for me personally, it's getting into that website, but gaming is another big thing for me as well. That's like my escape from reality. And you've also got your journaling, now you're sewing as well. Um, and yeah, just making sure you've got that sort of like route that I, I, I like to use the word escape from reality, I suppose it is. Um, but everybody can be creative. And people, a lot of people I know, once they realize that and find that little bit of creativity that they can do, that sometimes is that nice little like breather. Um, an escape from what they do day to day. Go back as well from like texting friends. I know it was obviously World Mental Health Day um, a couple of days ago. And one thing that I shared to everybody, I want to share now is that I, I, everybody watching and listening, I want to pick, I want them to pick up their phone and text somebody and sort of just ask how they are because that can make a massive difference. And I know personally that somebody can text me how am I and I can be feeling like utter utter rubbish. And I'll text I'm okay if I'm not, but having that somebody reach out at that time makes you feel a little bit better. Um, and then, yeah, there'll be a lot of people out there can spark conversation. You think so that's one thing that I'd encourage everybody who's listening and watching to do is go out there and text, text somebody and just say, hi, how are you? Don't even say, how are you? Just say hi and just start a bit of a conversation there because it can make, it make a difference to both of you, both of your days as such. Um, but yeah, so I think that is, everything you've been a great guest and um, we've covered a lot is there obviously before we get going is there anything that you wanted to sort of like advise people anything you wanted to say to people to encourage anybody um and yeah yeah um i think the only thing for me obviously i've come over a lot of obstacles and it still happens now um last year i, had, I went for an internal role that was really my next step in my career where i want to go and i, I didn't get it uh, purely based on my interview performance and I know that's a, a downside of me and I know that's something I need to work on but um, my main advice is these these things do come in the way and these things do happen nothing in life is perfect and smooth and you've just got to build yourself up afterwards and and sort of push yourself through it and, and learn from everything that you go through. Yeah definitely I agree with that one every every mistake builds hopefully to something better um, and it often does and if you're not making mistakes then you're probably not living living to the fullest as such um and everybody make uh, it's one of them things i don't like but everybody makes mistakes mm -hmm. and that's the big thing but um 